hello and welcome to a fresh episode of the Wildcat Offense Basketball Edition, hosted by yours truly, Wes Ibarra of Office Sport. I want to thank each and every one of you for the likes, the ratings, the reviews, uh, the follows, the listens. It means so much to me and it means so much to the project. It keeps me motivated to keep making content like this for you all. I also want to thank each and every one of you for taking time to join me on your Friday night. Uh, I understand that it's a time to have fun. Uh, and, you know, it's the start of the weekend. And I hope that each and every one of you had a really, really good Friday. Um, that being said, for us Northwestern basketball fans, that's a lot to actually be happy about um, for coming into today because the Cats are coming off a win. Uh, the Cats stood victorious against the Maryland Terrapins, 68-61, to sweeping the season series, and the team improves to 20-8, and so securing that back-to-back 20-win season and getting it against a team that gave them a really hard time the first time they played in January, a slightly less harder time this time around, but a win is a win. And of course, when you can steal games on the road, like I mentioned in the last episode, of course, that really means a lot. And what better way to do it than here, or should I say there in College Park? Because again, like I mentioned, you know, the Terrapins really gave the Cats trouble last time, and they gave the Cats trouble for really most of the game. Um, as a matter of fact, after one half, it was 29-24. And if you look at the scoring um, for the second half, Cats actually won the second half, but only by two, 39 to 37. So with the gap in the first half, as well as key defensive plays in the second half, especially in the last two minutes, right? And of course, a lot of clutch scoring. That's what really put the game away for the Cats and you know, got them to that 20th win. Um, that being said, looking at the team stats, it looked pretty even throughout. So the Cats shot 46.3 from the field, while Maryland shot 38.9. Three-pointers were horrible. Uh, Cats went 15.4%, 2 for 13 from 3, while Maryland went 2 for 22. Going into that game, Northwestern was one of the better three-point shooting teams in the Big Ten, if not the country, while Maryland was one of the worst. So while that trend stayed the same for the Terrapins, and good job for uh, the Cats' defense for uh, forcing them to put up 22 three-point shots and only make two of them, uh, that was one of the keys to the game in the preview show, was to make them shoot threes. And if they only made two out of 22 of them. That's actually a pretty good defensive night from beyond the arc. But the Cats weren't much better. I mean, sure, they shot more or less half than uh, what uh, Maryland has shot. But to only make two themselves and only shoot 15.4% from the three-point line, ugh, that's tough. And one of those shots, of course, was made by Boo Booey. But, oh, man, that's... They need to get that touch from Yanni Ark back tomorrow when they're at home against Iowa. But Cats made up for it at the free throw line, 28 for 31, 90.3%. So almost perfect from the line. That's something that we have not really seen uh, throughout the season. And 
this could by far be their best free throw shooting night. Remember, those free points, those are just giveaways. So, of course, if you can make those, right, that's just more ways to build your leads or perhaps gain some momentum back. Uh, while Maryland shot 17 for 24, 70.8%. Uh, Maryland had more assists, 9-8. to eight. Cats had more rebounds, 31-30. to 30. Maryland had more offensive rebounds, 10-3. to three. Cats had one more steal, 2-1. to one. So as far as swiping the ball away, that wasn't really active for either team, which is, again, pretty uncharacteristic for Northwestern as they're very good at swiping the ball away. Two blocks to Maryland, while none for the Cats. And turnovers, 8-7. to seven. So both teams took care of the basketball quite well. Or I shouldn't say quite well, but like better than most. But, man, Northwestern had more turnovers, which is, again, quite uncharacteristic. But, again, their defense still held when it mattered the most. Um, as far as individual stats goes, Nick Martinelli led the way for the Cats. Look at that, 27 points. I told you guys at some point it was going to come around and it was going to click. And this is a really important time in the season, and it's good that Nick Martinelli has shown flashes of improvement. And he was due for a big game, and it looks like it came in the form of Wednesday night. 27 points, 9 for 14 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3, but 9 for 10 from the line. Look at that. Brooks Barnheiser, another 10 rebound game, all on the defensive side. Boo Booey with 5 assists. He had 2 turnovers to his name and played 39 minutes, so he didn't really have a break. It's really hard, uh, I'm sure, these days for this Cats rotation because actually Ryan Langborg did not play last night, or I shouldn't say last night, but two nights ago. So, you know, it's more opportunity for guys on the bench. However, because Langborg has proven to be a very dependable player throughout the season, it's more work for guys like Boo Booey, for guys like um, Nick Martinelli, and even Matthew Nicholson, uh, because, again, you got two of your top three scorers out. And it's more work for Brooks Barnheiser, too. But as far as Wednesday night is concerned, it looked pretty okay. Um, and his replacement, which I think was Blake Smith. Yep, Blake Smith um, did okay himself. But we'll get into that a little bit more in a sec. Uh, Jameer Young led the way with 24 points. 6 for 14 from the field. 1 for 6 from 3. So bad night shooting from 3, uh, which contributed to the bad night overall. 11 for 12 from the free throw line, but still a pretty decent shooting day. Uh, Swant and Roger with 6 rebounds. Young led the way with assists with only one turnover, and he had one steal and only one personal foul. So really, really good game from Jameer Young. And uh, even though there was a moment where he did spend a lot of time on the bench, um, he still kept the Terps within striking distance uh, when it came to uh, moments for the, the Terrapins that mattered most to keep themselves in the game. Uh, Looking at stats here, so as the aforementioned Nick Martinelli, uh, Brooks Barnheiser also logged in 39 minutes with uh, 14 points, 2 for 6 from the field, 
uh, those two free throw line jumpers. 0 for 2 from 3, but perfect from the line. You get, you gotta love that. We like that. I like that. I hope you guys like that too. 10 rebounds, so another double-double, and only two fouls. Uh, forgot to mention, Martinelli also played 39 minutes, so... You know, with the output that he's been putting out, and unless Langborg is not ready to go uh, tomorrow, then I could see Martinelli putting in a lot of minutes there too. Uh, Boo Booey with 12 points over 39 minutes, 4 for 13 from the field, 2 for 6 from 3, 2 for 2 from the line. So not too much offensive opportunity for Boo Booey. Uh, again, but still in double figures, and he did contribute in other ways too, with the four rebounds, five assists, turned the ball over twice, and only one foul, so very good uh, way to stay out of trouble for our fearless leader. Blake Smith with extended playing time, 27 minutes, six points, one for one from the field, uh, no threes, but four for five from the line, uh, five rebounds, one assist, one turnover, and three fouls, so not bad filling in. I, of course, filling in for Tiberi slash Ryan Langborg it is a bit of a tall order, especially for a guy that hasn't really played all season, but he seemed to do well in his uh, starting debut. So hopefully, assuming, you know, again, Langborg can't go tomorrow, uh, he can get a little more comfortable working his way into the starting lineup. Uh, granted, you know, there's two guys that have just been called up into duty, you know, at this point in the year. And, of course, there's Matthew Nicholson, 26 minutes, four points, two for free from the field, uh, one rebound, two assists, one steal, but five fouls. So he did foul out of the game, but overall, a quiet night for Matthew Nicholson. Uh, the leading contributor off the bench was uh, Luke Hunger uh, with 14 minutes logged, five points, one for four from the field, Zero for three from three, three for four from the line, and one rebound and three fouls. No other big contributions. Mullins logged in five minutes, and so did uh, Clayton with 11 minutes, but no points from either man and not really any stats to report. Mullins had one rebound, Clayton had two, and that's about it. As for Maryland, there's Jameer Young with 24 points. Right, Harris Smith had 14 points and 37 minutes of play. A 6 for 12 from the field, 1 for 5 from 3, 1 for 2 from the line with 5 rebounds. Reese with uh, 12 points in 25 minutes, 5 for 8 from the field, no threes, 2 for 6 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 4 turnovers, 1 block, and 4 fouls. Uh, Scott with 4 points in 30 minutes of play, 2 for 9 from the field, 0 for 4 from 3. No trips to the line for him. Four rebounds, two assists, one turnover. Very quiet night for him. And Geronimo, two points in 19 minutes. 0 for 1 from the field, which was a three-pointer. Two for two from the line. Five rebounds, uh, one assist, and one turnover and two fouls. Uh, the, the bench themselves, much like uh, Northwestern, not much to contribute. Um Big note here is Swanton Roger with the six rebounds that were mentioned earlier. Uh, Kaiser Jr. had 20 minutes, three points, one for six from the field, 0 for five from three, one for two from the free throw line, and two rebounds. Others logging minutes were Long and Bachelor. Uh, Long had 13 minutes, Bachelor had five. Neither man scored, but Long had one rebound. So 
starter heavy night for both teams and like i mentioned at the beginning of the show as far as a stats um standpoint went it was a pretty even matchup however again with both teams shooting poorly from three but northwestern chipping in at the line and making shots when needed and defending when needed that was the big difference in the game and sometimes every game or i should say every game but there will be games where it'll be like that right where both teams are kind of playing to each other's level and it just happens to come down to a couple things that may go in one or the other team's favor and that's really what happened for the cats uh, so you could kind of qualify this as an ugly win but we'll take it you know uh, like i mentioned all the time uh you always want to play with 40 minutes of intensity and with a team in the cat situation you want to play for better seating higher positioning because they're third in the big 10 conference right now right there's illinois and purdue ahead of them and it's going to be very hard to see uh northwestern overtake one or even both of those teams unless both of them just have a straight up collapse uh, within the next four games or so which is very very unlikely uh and as far as seeding goes right the last thing that i heard uh they predicted the cats to be a nine seed which is actually lower than what they were last year um it'd be a really big 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 win for the year if they could be a six seed or better and i think it's possible for them to do that as long as they can keep winning games right they do have winnable games for the rest of the season right there is iowa at home tomorrow at the time of recording of this podcast there's michigan state a team that they took care of at home before but who knows how they will perform in east lansing but michigan state has been kind of a roller coaster this year there have been stints where they've been pretty bad stints where they've been pretty good it's pretty similar to um wisconsin right and uh there's also minnesota right a team that plays well when they play other good teams so you know, I was speaking with some of my peers who are huge Illinois fans, right? And they were telling me about how Minnesota played them hard, right? And then, of course, I kind of brought up how when Northwestern played Minnesota at the barn, right? Minnesota or the Cats were actually ahead. And, of course, somehow Minnesota fought back to win. And hopefully, with the Cats being virtually unbeatable at home, the cats can get that one game back however there is still some good amount of games left to be played right starting with iowa and then the last game on the road in at michigan state and i could see the cats actually going three and oh for their final three games of the year and if anything they really need to win on march 9th right because that is the uh, senior day game right so for guys like Nicholson for guys like Boo Booey, right? Um, that'll be their last game on that floor, unless you know there's some other thing that um, keeps them eligible. But anyway, not speaking of eligibility anymore. But you know that could be 
a really bittersweet moment for those players and of course you want to win and then of course there's the conference tournament where that can get really funky right luckily big 10 is a big enough conference where it can send multiple teams to the big dance but of course for the cats right you want to win there too right because like i keep saying you know and i'm sure we can agree on this now it's all about seeding and we want the cats to have a higher seed right because then that's more favorable matchups in the beginning and then you know they wouldn't face serious threats until much later should they keep advancing but you know for today it's good to see the cats back to winning ways right this is a three-game winning streak stemming from last sunday at indiana right so hopefully if the cats can finish the season with three more wins and go into the conference tournament with a six game winning streak that's really good form if you ask me and this season is already a really good one right 20 wins is generally a really good year for any ncaa college basketball team no matter what level right so this is a good time to be a northwestern cats fan and really a northwestern cats uh, member on the team right because you're a part of a team that's really really special you're part of a team that has beaten a lot of competition that no one gave this team a shot to beat and it's crazy to think that we're already at this point of the year but you know this resume is built on wins like you know the one like last night or two nights ago and of course there's the ranked wins and what have you but it's a good year I, and i'll still maintain that the cats are probably the best unranked team in all of college basketball right now but we'll sign off here let me know what you guys think i hope that uh you guys have positive thoughts about this win too it's really good to steal one on the road because uh, the cats have struggled on the road and have a season sweep against a team that is historically better uh, than the cats and they have all kinds of momentum going into the last three games of the year um hopefully you all are ready for tomorrow we'll preview tomorrow's matchup against the iowa hawkeyes then um it's a big game because this is the next to last game at home uh, but before we go into that i will see you guys tomorrow thank you again so much share the podcast with friends family colleagues anyone who's down to join the sports talk conversation that can be found on most podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Offsea Sport is spelled O-F-F-C-I-E-S-P-O-R-T. There you can find previous episodes of the Wildcat Offense, including the run that we had for football, as well as Greatness, spelled G-R number 8 N-S-S, where I cover athletes who are dominating their sports today. So baseball is right around the corner. There's spring training games being played already. There's a $700 million man and the recently married Shohei Otani and his former teammate Mike Trout, who I've covered in that series. And of course, if you guys love racing, uh, Formula One is about to have their first race tomorrow at the time of this recording, the Bahrain Grand Prix. And I do have an episode on Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. So for my Formula One fans out there, happy start to the Formula One season to you all. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to sign off here. Thanks again for joining me on your Friday night. I will see you tomorrow, and go Cats!